welcome to the Tales of Adventure podcast. I'm Chris, your host, and every month I'll be interviewing inspiring adventurers about overcoming hardship, taking risk, and doing it differently. The podcast complements the live speaker series which we hold in London every month, and it aims to document the learning that's got these standout individuals to where they are now. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Tales of Venture podcast. Thank you, mate. It's nice to be here. Slightly weird times, it feels a bit like uh, <laughs> like Walking Dead, doesn't it? How we're having to do podcasts via Zoom and mobile phones. and It really does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But let, I think it's going to work, mate. I think it's going to be good. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy to, to get into it and just, yeah, let's crack on. We've got all the tech gremlins out already. So, uh, yeah, so we'll crack yeah. on. Yeah. Mate, do us a, do us a favor and just, um, just, just share some of your background with us for... For some context. Okay, cool. Uh, so my name is Justin Davis, and um, I was serving with Second Battalion of the Rifles in two thousand and eleven, um, based in a small checkpoint in Helmand Province. And uh, uh, on a particular day, I was tasked with a QRF op, and that's just a quick reaction force. And um, yeah, we had to shoot out and deal with various uh, kind of things that were going on in the area. And uh, I was actually searching for the devices in, on this particular uh, patrol. And unfortunately, I stood on and detonated one. And um, yeah, my right foot was, was just gone instantly. And my left was kind of just hanging on. So it was, um, um, it was quite a traumatic experience. But, you know, um, fast forward eight, eight years now and, and loads of surgeries and kind of setbacks and failures and, and places to grow from. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of found a love for climbing and, and challenging myself physically, you know, cause I've been challenged physically, you know, in the past in different ways. Um, and I just wanted to kind of, uh, regain some of my independence throughout the years and, um, and work hard and be the best that I can and, and walking with prosthetics and, you know, the, the best thing for me to do is to, to kind of, to crack those challenges, to climb in the mountains. And, um, yeah, so most recently I've, I've, I've climbed Kilimanjaro and then before that, um, I've done Mont Blanc as well, um, with um, two above knee amputations. So I'm pretty chuffed with that so far. Um, so yeah, mate, that is going. perfect. I tell you what, you always <laughs> already make me feel like <laughs> I've got so much more to do in mountaineering, having sat here with just a. Uh, external frame holding kind of my right leg together um you already make me how is how is your leg it's it's going good thanks it's um it's back to its normal length and now the bone's just getting stronger um so it's it'll be another three or four months before i'm actually you know walking with you know without frame and without crutches and stuff but um Mm. yeah no it's a good time to kind of get stuck in with all this creative stuff especially yeah this pandemic on and mate just as some background how old were you when when you when you obviously survived the blast i was 23 okay so you're 30s now then yeah yeah Yeah. 32 in a couple of weeks mate oh mate it's all downhill from here (laughs) i know (laughs) i know i've noticed that the last couple of years mate it's just slipping (laughs) that's all good man when you get the other side of 35, you're just like, oh, shit, I'm not close to 40 now, I was 30. Oh, no, mate, when, when don't say this. <laughs> yeah, don't say this, mate. It's creeping along, man, it's, and it's coming quickly. And, you know, like obviously climbing is seasonal, isn't it, really? Like, so so doing this sort of high, high altitude stuff is quite seasonal. So, um, you know, I want to I be able to crack at least a couple of mountains a year. 
Um, so, you know, the timescales, are they're, they're quite tight, you know, so I want to get them done. <laughs> Although I, I, I do read that uh, actually mountaineering is more geared towards your your older mountaineer. Um, yeah. Because apparently we're, we've got better endurance than, than sort of younger pups. Um, and we've mm. also built up that, that mental, those mental skills to kind of keep yourself, you know, in the in the yeah. game for longer. You know, when, when yeah. obviously you just, you know, when, when the mountain's against you as such. Yeah, um, a bit, bit safer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Safer is definitely a term which I'm coming yeah. to. Coming yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah relative, uh, relative risk and, and those other terms we've thrown around. Uh, mate, that's who think you've done Mont Blanc. Like, having done it myself, I know it is not an easy thing to, to start oh, off mate. with. Did you get it's the... Not a gimme, the it's not a gimme, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> mate, definitely not. <laughs> It's, it's quite a, uh, I tell you what, it's, it's quite a, a harsh mountain in that people go up it, and I'm sure you probably saw the same. People go up it in trainers and, you know, with like their, their sandwiches in a lunchbox and they're just like, yeah. holy shit, one box quite hard. Yeah. And then obviously you're, you're yeah. going above the, 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 the huts and you see yeah. people still cracking on through snow, you know, with yeah. their, their sandwiches wrapped up in like tin foil and it's just like, I literally have no yeah. words. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I better not say what I actually think while, while I'm on this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So we went up the Guta, Guta hut route, mate, and um, it was just like for the first for the first like mountain that I've climbed. It was an awesome challenge, like, and it was like a proper, you know, towards the top above. I think above sort of four, you know, four thousand. It was just like it was a bit of an endurance test. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, because we were because we were essentially walking on our knees, I suppose you could say. You know, so the lower lower part of the leg is gone, mm. um, and, and so we're kind of, if you imagine for the able body that are like on their knees and they're just walking along on their knees, you know, all the way to the top of a mountain. It's it, mate, it's so challenging, um, and, especially Bosses Ridge. So, I'd, like Bosses yeah. Ridge, I I was uh, my mates prepared me for the exposure, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I've done I've done like abseiling and. You know, mountaineering and stuff, or like how yeah. high altitude stuff. But I was like, when we got to Bosses Ridge, I was like, oh, they really weren't kidding. Yeah, that is yeah. literally like you know, like the width of a person, and you're walking up it, and there's this like sheer death on the side of you. I <laughs> may, I know, man. And luckily, luckily the weather was in at that point, so we well, luckily or unluckily, I don't know. <laughs> you know, the weather was in, so we couldn't actually see that much. So it was literally just like roped up together, and we're just like, right, stay tight, and let's just get let's get this cracked, <laughs> let's get across it. <laughs> Oh mate, it was it was howling, um, but um, oh, you just grow through all these experiences, though, don't you? You know, yeah. um, and and it, and it's just it's just continuous challenge, then growth, push on a little bit more, push a little bit harder, and just every time step it up a little bit more. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so yeah, I loved it. Uh, I, f- I feel a bit bad for jumping to like one of the final questions, but um, so th- th- are you looking to do the seven summits? Then this is uh, an idea yeah. we've spoken about. For well, we, we met yeah. in in. Um, RGS's Explore event last November, didn't we? When I was yeah. just at hospital for um for the day to come along to it and uh yeah day release yeah day yeah it was literally day release so I was in a wheelchair getting pushed around with my girlfriend <laughs> like, yeah yeah I know I know how that feels man it's, yeah. it's, it's good it's good to get out isn't it but you're just yeah. like wow this is tough tough road ahead yeah. Um, yeah. So you're so you're looking to to do all the seven summits now is that, is that yeah do you know what I came I came down from Mont Blanc and I was like right. That was an awesome challenge. I was like, cool, I've cracked that. Wasn't like, it was difficult, but I had more. 
And I was like, right, cool. Where do I go from there? So it was really just a, an exploration kind of tasking after that. And I was like, right, <clears throat> I think the next step is to go a little bit higher and increase the distance. And I had a look at Killy and then went and cracked that, I think, six or seven months later. Um, but um, and then off the back of that, I was like, right, well, I need to kind of set a longer term goal, you know, and um, I just I just had a look at it and I was just like, mm, that that looks like something that will properly challenge me you know, more medium term, long term goal. And I can, I can kind of, you know, build myself in the run up to that, you know. So yeah, it was really just a, a, a kind of a longer term view on things and where I kind of wanted to get to. And I knew that by, you know, getting towards completing that goal yeah. would make me like a lot more efficient on my prosthetics just in everyday life. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it, it all kind of ties in together for me. I want to just be independent and I want to be as active as possible. So I challenge myself, you know, as hard as I can to then reap the rewards when I'm at sea level and my yeah. life is just so much easier like that. Yeah. Um, so, so, so that's kind of, and I'm really rebellious as well, mate. So like if I get knocked <laughs> down, I'm just like, eh, I'm not going to have that. I'm going to, I'm just going to get stuck in now. <laughs> mate, I've seen some, some of your press ups and your, your bodyweight exercises on Instagram oh, yeah. And like it's because I'm light, like mate. Impressed. I've got no legs. I'm light. <laughs> I'm light. If I had my full body, I wouldn't be able to do those things. But um, no, nah, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. No squats for me, mate. Um, but um, but yeah, I just I just like the challenge, mate. You know, and I like to keep active. And sometimes I can't walk, you know, as far. So I have to do other stuff. And if that means I just do like an explosive workout in the garden, just do a load of chins or a load of press ups yeah. like as long as i feel like i've done something and i'm happy yeah, you know yeah. because it's like yourself you've gone through a period now of being you know kind of restricted and restrained by your injury and you're you're knowing exactly what i'm talking about now and how yeah, it feels yeah. and it's horrible isn't it Man, you know? yeah we, in fact we it was um it was you that helped me kind of have that mindset shift from like whilst whilst in hospital where i was like i was kind of sat there just being a bit threaders you know sat yeah. there watching some netflix and i and i was yeah. like Right, this is now. Now I've kind of had this turnaround period where I was like, okay, now we need to get back on the horse and do, you know, and yeah. start flipping, you know, picking up where I left off. And, and, you know, that's when I was like, right, well, if I can't, if I can't literally go and climb mountains or run or swim or do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I'll, I'll write, I'll do design, I'll do mm. art. And obviously that's kind of, yeah. you know, where we were kind of like, where, where the direction I went to, uh, to kind of help my own recovery, like mentally yeah. and, yeah, and and socially, um, mate. Question for you: What what first attracted you to mountaineering out of interest? Was it a a person, or how did it mm. come to do mountains? Mate, like honestly, this this is it's gonna sound bad, but like I never really looked at the mountains before I got injured. Like yeah. it's a strange one, isn't it? And like and like like I kind of spent a little bit of time talking about earlier, but I was just like, you know, I had some a lot of surgeries, and like all of these were huge setbacks for me each time and um when i kind of came out the end of this six year period of having all these surgeries six seven years um i got out the end of that that period and it was like a it was like a, a caged animal being released out of out of you know the cage for the first time ever and it, it was just like right cool i need to go and do this 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 and this um and just be free kind of be have that independence and freedom to go and do what you want and i was like right you know I've been challenged psychologically for this six, seven years. And like, I've, and like throughout the process, 
you know, a byproduct of that challenge was that I built a solid mindset. And I was like, all right, that's cool. You know, without, but the combination of the mindset and the body needs to become one. And at that point, it wasn't quite where I wanted it to be. So I was like, right, I need a physical challenge, like a proper physical challenge to test myself, you know, both both at both aspects. And and I and I I was just searching, you know, Google searches, like, you know, for for some of the more well known challenges. And I was just like, well, you know, there's deserts, obviously there's oceans, there's mountains, you know, what do what do I want to do? And I was like, right, well, I want to use my legs. I don't want to necessarily like hand cycle a distance. I don't necessarily want to row this or row that. I want to use my legs. I want to walk or I want to climb or I want to really push my lower body. And then it was just, it was a natural progression. It was like mountains, cool. That's where I'm going to be going. Which mountain? And it was literally just like, you know, where's close? Where's kind of, you know, going to be easy to access? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where's relatively safe? You know, what's, what's kind of punchy, but not out of reach? And then, and then, and then, like Mont Blanc just came up, and it was like, oh, what's 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 Mont Blanc?" And it was just like, oh. <laughs> "You mean it's not just a watch?" It like, <laughs> oh, mate, it was it was literally it was literally just like it literally just like, oh, Mont Blanc, cool, oh, right, four thousand eight hundred and plus." And I was just like, "Hmm, this is this is achievable. I'll have a crack at that." Um, so yeah, so it's weird, makes it just it just it kind of when I when I found the place I wanted to go and climb that kind of became it it kind of appeared in my awareness more Mm -hmm. more 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 times throughout the next couple of months and it was strange because like things about Mont Blanc kept like coming up whether it was in a conversation with someone that had been there or you know it was had a meeting with someone and they would talk about the area and I was like wow this is strange so from that mate I just kind of knew it was meant to be and then like HST, so the guys that I went out with, I think you know them, Chris. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so those guys came up on a on a social media scroll, and it was just <laughs> literally like they had a trip going to Mont Blanc, and I was just like, I was like, no way, you know. So all these kind of things were appearing out of like nowhere and just arriving to my awareness, and I was like, right, cool, it, it's got to be. So I just I just contacted HST, and I was just like, right, cool, uh, you're going to Mont Blanc. This is who I am. This is what I want to do. This is where I've been over the years. Do you reckon I could do it? And they were just like, "Yeah, of course, man. Just like let's let's get into it." And then from there, <laughs> like it was literally like we put the trip together, and it was just like, "Right, cool, bang, 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 bang. This is where we're gonna go. Like, who wants to come? Cool, let's do it." And that was it, mate. And that's where it started. So, yeah, mate, that's moving. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to get in touch with them afterwards and be like, "Right, guys, I didn't realize you were." Yeah, because I, I obviously of follow them and, and uh, see their exploits and um, yeah. you know all the places they're going, and I'm just like. This this is such a cool like they're, they're, endeavor, isn't it? You know what they're what they're doing yeah. is like you yeah. know, it's really incredible. It's yeah. the same as um uh Martin in uh what's it called the AGS um uh, adaptive Grand Slam. He's in doing yeah. something broadly similar the the, the Seven Peaks, I think, isn't he? Yeah. Um, with yeah. A, with a disabled team, but it's it's uh yeah no it's it's mega inspiring. Like having like I said, been at Mont Blanc myself, and just just the hangout of what the last 200 meters where you take oh, maybe like yeah. literally like like one or two steps and then you have to stand there and you know breathe deeply for another 10 seconds and then try a few more steps and it's like it's like really oh, mate, straw, do you know it? oh my god man it's like you know you'll know exactly what i'm talking about but yeah that area the the last couple of hundred meters of altitude mm-hmm. like you just think oh it's a couple of hundred meters of altitude won't take long like 
hours later you're still nowhere near you're just like, how, how is this possible what's what's going on and like but mate honestly at points right so you know you know that the, the path is quite well trodden you know towards the top because it gets quite narrow doesn't it um so so like we were well i was actually counting the steps so an able-bodied person's steps compared to mine yeah and at point at points i was taking six steps to to an able-bodied person's one i was just like oh my god so Mate, it was it was killer. It was killer, because being being that short, like, and kind of walking in a narrow um, pathway that's kind of mm. like it's 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 ice, really, isn't it? Towards the top, so yeah, yeah. Um, so so there was no kind of movement in the snow, really. It was it was just solid ice, and trying to lift up your your prosthetic to get it uh, like to take a step forward, we have to kind of swing the hips out to the side. Yeah. to gain any altitude so you have to swing them out to the side then like step up like an inch at a time so you know maximum two inches so you're working in these you, these the constraints of the pathway and the, and the and the footsteps from able-bodied people and it was just it was so limiting you know because we could only move such small steps at a time mm. and that's why it took so long man to get to the top mate i've oh. <laughs> i already had a ton of respect already but Fucking hell! That is. Yeah. Like, I know, mate. The boss is rich, and I'm just like, well, having having um, been on crutches as well for the last few months, I realised oh, yeah, just it's howling. how much how much t- more tiring it is than than obviously uh. than, than walking without them. And I was just like, that's that's why, you know, thinking of that boss's ridge in the last few hundred meters where you're breathing for a straw anyway, and then you're, you know, you're, you're, you've got this extra hurdles to overcome of you know of, of having no little legs, and it's just like. Mate, God, it's like, God, it's not, it's it's not even like that's not even like one percent of it, you know. Because then you got, you know, the leg, the legs are coming off, like they're digging in, they're sore, they're rubbing, like your stumps are freezing cold, like you're sweating inside. You don't, you don't want that sweat to freeze. Like mm-hmm. there's just so much to, so much to control, you know. I had to wear like five five layers on my legs to mm. to just to stop you know stop wind chill to stop you know direct um uh the the cold from the literally like because you got a metal component that's stuck in the ice and that metal component is attached to another metal component inside carbon fiber mm. and then you've got a small kind of you know four mil of plastic and then you've got your stump so it's literally like the cold is just being your body heat is being sucked out through the socket that you're wearing on your leg so you've mate you've got to be so aware of what's happening because like i mean we would stop for probably 30 seconds to a minute and you just start to you'd notice yourself start to decline so you just have to keep moving keep moving keep moving because you just fall asleep mate and you could see how easy it is to just to, to end it on the mountains you know yeah, well, I mean, I'm thinking as well is that metal metal expands and contracts at different rate to plastic mm. and carbon fiber, isn't it? So, don't they? Yeah. So, I'm just thinking, you know, for the longer longer that you're up there for, then presumably it's going to have start. It's going to start to affect the the prosthetics and yeah, the grip yeah. and all those sorts of things. I'm just like, it's just, it's yeah. just like another level of complexity which oh mate, you know, just don't need it's... when you've got when you're breathing for a straw anyway. It's horrendous, mate. Honestly, it's horrendous, and I don't think you people will realise how tough it is unless they go there and yeah. see it, you know, or try it. But it's it's seriously hard, and I and you know, like out the back of that, I'm just like anything with legs, mate, is is easy. 
honestly it's just like yeah. you know yeah. it's so easy compared to that and you know it's just such such a challenge mate such a challenge and that's just going up like that's going upwards <laughs> yeah. mate well yeah going yeah, up is like <clears throat> yeah yeah going up is great because you can use power and you can use strength to pull yourself up when you're coming down like you've got gravity you've got like you know the 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 crampons are sticking in at certain certain angles and because I didn't have any um, flexion or extension, like an ankle, then they would just kind of, you imagine they would stick in and then mm-hmm. your body weight wants to go a certain way. Yeah. But once the crampon is stuck in and it won't come out, your body weight wants to go. So you're getting all these pulls and pressure points and, oh, mate, it's just soaking your energy and like bruising the body, just ripping it to pieces. Mate. Yeah, I can imagine as well is that obviously coming down, especially the boss's ridge, yeah, one slip from that, you know, and you and you're you're brown bread, you know, and Mate, so you're gone. So you obviously, I imagine you're probably, you know, as soon as you get a bit of a slip, you're overcompensating to lean backwards to stabilize yourself. Yeah. And well, yeah. mate, we 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 came we came down Mont Blanc backwards. Yeah, from yeah, the like... top to the bottom, we went down backwards, mate. Yeah. And like, oh my god, it's just another complexity. Your quads, it's I just, imagine, are probably just like glowing red from just like how much it's burning to to hold your body weight in essentially in a squat, isn't it? To be honest, it's it's your lower back, mate. It's your lower because because you know lower lower back is just getting absolutely hammered the whole time because you're using it to go up and then to come down. There's so much pressure on it as well. It's just oh, it's horrendous. That and and that's why I'm trying to design my own stuff so that it's easier and yeah, yeah. marginal gains, you know. Mate, t- mate um, tell us more about this, because we had a brief chat about it before the podcast, yeah. and it sounds mega yeah. turbo interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, like, uh, during lockdown, this period that we're, we're all kind of <laughs> becoming accustomed to, um, I, I, I was just having a look on YouTube for various different, like, kind of, um, you know, how to design maybe, uh, like, a prosthetic foot for, for climbing and walking. Uh, specifically, you know, snow and high altitude stuff, <clears throat> and and uh, I just came across like three D printing, and I was like, wow, hold on a minute, this is cool. So I understood, I got to understand the basics of three D printing, mm-hmm. um, and I just I just smashed loads and loads and loads of YouTube hours in, <laughs> like literally, literally just soaking it up. I was like, this is really interesting, and I think this is going to be a, a way forward for me. So I was literally just like, right, next video, next video, next video. Um, and then I kind of got to the stage where I was like, I think this is really going to help me. And I think I could really like push forward with this. So, so I go and buy a 3d printer, don't I? So I, <laughs> so I buy, yeah, so I buy this 3d printer, mate, and it's downstairs at the moment and it hasn't stopped printing since I got it like last week or something like that. So I'm, I'm in the process of learning CAD, CAD drawing, um, and, and all the different kind of, um, componentry and, and like how to, how to add components together and, you know, join things together and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it, it may, it's, it's, it's such a learning curve. Um, uh, and it's going to be a long learning curve, I think, but, um, there's so many different materials you can print with. There's so many different, you know, like technical kind of aspects to it. And, um, I'm, I'm very early, but, um, I'm at the minute just kind of prototyping some, some feet that I could wear to do fitness in the garden. Wait, this is um, this, this literally yeah. is like, like someone needs to get hold of a veterans minister and just say like, right, you know, if you're ever after understanding what the military yeah. mindset is all about, this, yeah. in my opinion, is is all you know, is it? Because you can see the application, you know, across Asia, yeah. across you know other countries where you've got you know, especially like mountainous areas, 
Um, yeah. And, you know, once you've got a 3D printer, you know, you, you can send off the designs to, to these countries yeah. and they print, them, yeah. print themselves off. You know, the idea, mate, is, is for me to kind of, you know, by pioneering this kind of, you know, amputee mountaineering stuff and high altitude stuff, hopefully in the future, that, that by me doing it and me being visible doing it and then also creating the products to do so, hopefully other people will be able to see them and be like, cool, now I can go to the mountains because of this product. Yeah. That's the aim for it. You know what I mean? It's to help other people as well. Um, I'm really enjoying actually learning, just learning about it, you know, yeah. and, and testing. And it's all very new. So, you know, it's exciting. And, and just to see, you know, to make small steps and small progressions, I'm like, cool. I'm getting closer and closer to, to actually realizing that it's, it's going to be possible, you know. And even if the 3D printing stuff is literally just to, to prototype things and models, um, it's still going to be a, an awesome benefit. And, um, well, yeah, I, I mean... Sorry, no, I, was just, I was just thinking then it's like, you know, an incredible experiment being able to make it yourself because then you can... Yeah. Like I say, you can take, like, these these uh, ideas and, you know, to bigger manufacturers and then have it done yeah. on, on a bigger scale. But it's like... I, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm literally, like mind blown right now. <laughs> just no, it's cool, man. Um, but it's literally, literally, the potential is 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 limitless with it, you know. So, um, I'm yeah, I'm just like any spare minute outside of doing some fizz and that. I'm just like right, cool. Like I need to like that c- a curve. A curve in there would be quite cool because that movement, you know, requires too much energy with a straight edge on the edge of the on the edge of the sole. So it needs to be curved so that it's more free flowing movement. And I'm just like, because I've walked on prosthetics for so long now, and I've used you know stubbies are the shorter ones, mm-hmm. and because I've used them in the mountains in like in quite challenging conditions, I know, you know, the finer elements and the finer details that I need to include. Yeah. And you just can't convey those to another party and and have them produce something. It's impossible, you know, because they don't understand. As you know, they can try as hard as they want, but they just wouldn't fully understand. Yeah, yeah. So it's really my my thoughts are just being created into three D models, you know, and that's that's the the crux of it at the minute. And um, you you've literally inspired me. So uh, a mate of mine, Toby, set up. He he. So he was getting bored of not being able to use his ice axes on an indoor climbing wall. So he he used CAD and basically just got bought a ton of wood and you know some files and made like four or five um, you know experiments. Some you know started off without using metal. Then he realised that mm. when he snapped two or three pairs of them, was like right, I think we need some metal in them. You know, and then put then mm. he, the design changed to include some metal in it. Um, then he got to the point where he could actually start selling them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because it's like there's actual actual demand for really? these things out there. Yeah. And so, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna connect to you as soon as we finish recording this. I'm gonna connect you up with Toby because he he was in a similar position. He he taught himself to use CAD. Now we we studied graphic design in the uh, like the the early 2000s. So and he's he's made a great you know a, a real career for himself out of graphic design. Um, so this was massively out of his comfort zone and knowledge, you know, so he's, he's, you know, mm. he, he'll be the way you yeah. are with this as well and say, oh yeah, to do this, you need to do this, you need to learn oh, this cool. and this recommend you. So yeah, mate, I'll, I'll mm. definitely put you guys in touch because mm. he, he will love this idea as well, I reckon. Awesome, man. I appreciate but... <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> mate, uh, mate, poss- possibilities are honestly endless with it. So yeah, and I mean you can you can print with different materials and you know carbon fiber filaments all that kind of stuff. So 
Um, there is there is strength there. Um, it's a different type of kind of it's a different layup to to like a carbon fiber socket. Um, but um, uh, it, there's certainly potential for it. So yeah, we'll just see what happens with it, and I'll keep you posted on it, mate. Nate Hoofin, I, I so if people want to find out about um, this is obviously usually something we do at the end of a podcast, but I'm just while yeah. it's still fresh. Have you got like any company or um, you know if people if people want to follow this this you know this design as they go along? Have you got a company or is it like anywhere? Is it on your inspiration for adversity? I I haven't set anything up yet. Yeah, I um I what you know what I might do is I might start putting stuff on my Instagram, mm-hmm. um, but it's probably not quite at that stage yet. So um, but obviously. If people want to want to find out where I'm at, they can find me at Justin Oliver Davis on Instagram, and um, I've also got a website which is the same, um, JustinOliverDavis.com, and you know maybe I'll do some blogs and stuff and and write ups and and stick them on there as well. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna progress. It's gonna progress. Even it's it's not the end of the podcast. <laughs> I definitely yeah, yeah, going to put it all in the, in the show notes. Um, but just, yeah, that's just cool. Once while it's fresh in our minds, like just get it out there. Of course. Um, so I guess yeah. what kind of the next question is: um, was there was there a standout moment that made you think you know you've, you've you want to change tack or you want to change um, your life or you change your your momentum or kind of where you're going? Was there like a you know a point where you're just like I've had enough of this now? This this is going to be different or. Or was it over over just over a period? Um, I ah, man, it's such a tough like thing question to answer, I guess, because um, I think you know, becoming injured and then you 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 really don't know what life holds for you after that. Mm-hmm. So especially you know, especially like standing on a standing on a on a bomb effectively, and lo- like having both your legs blown off, like you honestly, mate, you you can't look forward. You can't even look a day a day past that because you don't know if you're going to make it out of that situation anyway. Um, so so I spent a long time just taking each day as it comes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I kind of got to a position where I was like, you know, I'm I've survived. I'm you know I've got what I've got. I'm working hard with what I've got, and I'm able to walk. Mm-hmm. You know, I now I can start to search out you know goals you know and start pushing. But I must say it's taken me you know eight years to be able to climb a mountain you know or seven I should suppose should say. Um, so it's a long, a long, a long process, a long, you know, to, to, to crack on with. Um, so there, there was never really a, a stand up moment where I was like, this has got to change or, you know, uh, this is the direction I'm going to go in now. It was kind of like, you know, the pathway was presented to me and I had yeah. to just walk, walk it the, the best I could, yeah. um, you know, and, and that's, that's, that is the journey. Um, so yeah, there was no specific moment. It's just been a, a long arduous task to date um so <laughs> right, I, can, I can totally imagine I've, I've had a small um kind of insight to myself like having this is, this is the the first bone i've ever broken in 36 years of you know of yeah. being alive and and it's it's given me like a you know a, a real small insight into you know kind of what i'd do if i was injured in a bigger way so it's like it's kind of made me mm-hmm. review some life choices and I can yeah mm. I can I can totally imagine because the place I was in in September is a completely different place I'm in now yeah. you know mentally yeah. it's uh, yeah, yeah it's you know it's definitely had a few a, prof- a profound life effect um so yeah. yeah you know doing the same over 8 you, years it makes makes utter sense yeah 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 and no, I think it kind of like 
you know, an IED can, it can humble you, mate, you know, it really can, it can, it can, it can wake you up a little bit, it can throw you whichever way it wants to, you know, so I'm fortunate that I only got injured to a degree that I'm currently at, you know, you know, there's people that get injured far, far worse conditions than myself, so it's really, you know, looking at it from a position of, of fortune, rather than the why me victim mentality it was never 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 have i ever hand on heart been like oh you know why me why this why that you know because i answer that question for myself you know i I I wasn't conscripted you know so i joined like i wanted to go to afghan i wanted to go on tour Mm. went on tour did what i was doing and that happened so like Mm. you know and when i explained that to some people they 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 you know people have looked at me in like complete bemusement and i'm just like that's how I see it, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's my mindset. If you don't accept that, that's cool. But that's the way I see it, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's a hell of a journey, and those yeah. those were the first bones that I broke as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think for uh, like one of the things that kind of like I know exactly what you're talking about. Like just taking responsibility for yeah, you know, it was it was your choice to join. It was your choice to go to yeah. Afghan. You know, at, yeah. at any any point. Or there was a number of points yeah. where you could have said no, or you could have, you know, found ways out of it. And and mine was exactly the same with um, yeah. like this mountaineering accident as well. You know, I said, well, I chose to. I only took up mountaineering when I left the military. You know, because it was I was looking for a very similar thing. You know, yeah. to what I was getting in the military, and it, I wasn't finding it in a, you know, an office in central London. So you know, I, I end up stumbling on upon it with mates, and you know, kind of addicted now. Mm. But. Um, yeah, no, it's, you know, when yeah. people say, oh, you, do you regret going to the Matterhorn? I was like, no flipping way. I, I, you know, they're like, oh, are you, yeah. are you, gonna, are you, are you done with mountaineering then? I'm just like, no fucking way. I've got to go back and stand <laughs> well, on the Matterhorn. Just start it. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like, oh, funny about? mountaineering gear. Like, like you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's just sat there. It's all shiny. You know? <laughs> exactly. So it needs to get yeah. used, you know. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I look like the strong oh, of the mountaineering group because all my gear is like brand new and it's sort of like, like tags hanging off it, you know. And, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a nice little Christmas presents in yeah, the corner. Exactly, um, yeah. No, mate. I mean, you know, this for, and for me, honestly, I honestly, I feel like this is very much the, the beginning of my journey. Mm-hmm. I feel like the last eight years has just prepared me for what's ahead, yeah. you know, and that's that's just the way I see it, you know. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it, it's a different mindset, but mm-hmm. but I think it's one that's kind of, you know, just it's been it's been unboxed, I would say, that yeah. mindset, because I think, you know, I was always driven. I was always motivated. I was always fit. And I could always push through the tough times. Mm-hmm. But I just think, you know, having been through that injury, it just unboxes more of it, you know, and just unwraps it. Um, and if you utilise it, then you can it can take you anywhere, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, like you were saying, mate, seriously, these types of injuries, they make you, they just kind of make you open your eyes a little bit more, don't they? Yeah. And, you know, and just accept it and, and just make the best of what you got, man. Yeah, yeah. I think at risk of sounding like a, an army recruitment video, you know, I think generally the military does give you this uh, as much as we as we hate to admit it. Some days and the worst yeah. for it is uh, is genuinely it does give you some skills with which to uh, you know to, to thrive in these difficult circumstances. Yeah. Like I think yeah. I remember being in hospital as in hospital for three months and uh, there's one guy who is literally sat there like yelling at nurses, yelling at doctors, yelling at all the staff, uh, and I, I lost my temper with him once. I was just like. Mate, these people are trying to heat, trying to help you. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. It kind of, 
it kind of dawned on me from uh, you know from a few other people. I was just like, well, you can either take one of two approaches with this. You can either sit there being yeah. read as that it's it's happened, or you can suck it up, move on, and start yeah. thinking about you know how you're going to get yourself back in and, and the change of circumstances. And, and yeah, to sound like an army recruitment advert, <laughs> like, I genuinely like think some of these some of these skill sets were drummed into me in in you know basic training and like and, and marine training. Right? Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I completely agree, mate. Doing, doing some of the stuff you do in the military, I mean, you don't really notice it when you're in there, do you, what you're up to? Do you know what I mean? It's only when you come out and you see the complete, you know, the, the complete, uh, tr- like, I guess it's a, um, a transformation from military to civilian. And during that process, you really realise the things that you did when you were in. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, if some of the civilians that you know were in, was in that situation... Like it just, they just, I don't think they'd be able to handle it. Some of these people, you know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, going through those situations, you know, going on tour or, you know, doing through serious training exercises, um, they really can harden you because you you have to do the things that you have to do, yeah. you know, sitting out in, in the rain, get cold, <laughs> wet, t- like at 2am yeah. in the morning getting yes. pissed off yeah. by uh, <laughs> yeah. for no For no reason, for no reason <laughs> yeah. at all. Sat in a field just getting wet for no reason at all. So yeah, so you build these resi- little patches of resilience all the time and you can, you know, they all kind of compound over the years. And they just and they just get utilised when you when something like this happens, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I totally agree, mate. I've got no regrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally, I I think as well is that like, you know, civilians can definitely learn some things from the military and vice versa as well. I remember coming out of the military, yeah. and I've been in for twelve years at that point, and I was like, how how do you where where the doctors? How do you talk to a doctor? Yeah. You know, and then someone yeah. was like, oh Chris, yeah, what do you pay in council tax? And I was like, council tax, yeah. I know, yeah, what's somebody, that? Else, somebody else sorts Kills out, don't they? That's like, comes off your, yeah, comes yeah, off your yeah. wages. I'm like, no, Chris, you need yeah. to like, register yeah. the council tax and make sure you pay your council tax. Where's, <laughs> where's the scoff house? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> do, I, do I see the, the quartermaster for, uh, you know, for yeah. bedding and, you yeah. know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, <laughs> mate. Just living in a shell. Just like, how do I? How 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 do I person? Like... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Like the, the, the military is uh, it, It's it's like being being in a prison some days, and then being like a mm. yeah, just a, a really supportive environment and others. And you, yeah. you you really don't know which day you're gonna get when you when you're like, mm. oh yeah. So you're gonna go sit out in a, a muddy field in Sunny Bridge for two weeks, um, you know, and you and you're gonna in bags and you're gonna eat yeah. you know eat uh, yeah. boil in the yeah. bag food and then and then yeah, uh, like, cheers yeah <laughs> like cheers pastor thank you <laughs> yeah Nothing thanks so much guys but then um, i know but but then but then you kind of like but uh, you know you find yourself when you get on the outside you're kind of looking back with rose tinted glasses aren't you because yeah, yeah. you kind of you don't see all these bad you know the bad times or the, the struggles you only see the good times and you just want to be back in that environment again mm. and i guess that what that's what kind of leads you to the mountains as you were saying earlier uh, you know chase chasing that kind of that i guess it's you know uh, a belonging isn't it and being around the same sort of motivated and driven people yeah um, yeah it's just an interesting kind of, you know, approach, isn't it? And I think there's, there's plenty for us on the outside, you know, plenty to get on with, isn't there? Yeah, totally. Yeah, what, what, mate, you're proving it in in bags right now with, you know, using the injury to to fuel you into designing new prosthetics. Yeah, I, mean, I, know, yeah. I know. I remember um, one of the things always always said about before you deploy is uh, 
it, it drives forward medical innovation. You know, um, you know, one of the one of the, the few good things about conflict is that it does drive medical innovation. So yeah, um, you yeah. know, this this could be it could be a really interesting way to to redefine you and you know and and have some kind of global good. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to to throw my support in. Um, yeah. You know, designing logos and flipping videos and stuff. You know, whatever you want to. Uh, You've done that already, mate. Which I'm, I'm very appreciative of. Um, so yeah, and it's an awesome logo. It's on my hat. Well, you can see it there. Look at that. <laughs> I have to send you the original of the mountains as well. I've got it in the yeah. in, in my my notebook somewhere, and I'm just like, what should I do with this? And I'm like, yeah, that would be cool. I'll be able to use that for other stuff, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also just like, put it, get it, get on the frame, and then it's uh, and then it's yours as well. So yeah, on. man. Um, I appreciate that. Well, I'll just uh, bring us back to the questions, otherwise I'll literally end up rambling on like nobody's business. Um, <laughs> so, what does what is in the future then? So, so what's essentially what's the next mountain? What's the next the next thing that you're aiming for? Um, so, coronavirus with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we were actually meant to be going to Elbrus, Russia, um, and that was meant to be in July. Um, so. With that being on hold, um, potentially at the end of the year, I don't, I don't know if this is going to go ahead or not. Um, but we, myself and another, um, another amputee might be going out to do a seven thousand meter in Nepal. Um, but um, yeah, so we're just we're like it's 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 very early stages, mate. We don't even know where we're going to climb yet, but that's kind of the outline plan yeah. um and then i'll and then early next next year we'll go and back and do elbrus and get that cracked as well um so that's the immediate plans um and, and really just got to keep fit mate and, and stay you know keep in some kind of you know ability you know to get to get moving if that happens yeah, yeah. um so um so those are the immediate plans man is, is there um are you crowdfunding for for the uh nepal trip or is there any way that like people can kind of get behind you are you fundraising for any charities or anything is it is it um you know something that people can get behind yeah i mean uh, at the minute i'm not crowdfunding for anything i've just i funded everything myself so far um and 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 really that was just to to kind of i guess was to create a bit of ownership around it i wanted to i wanted to fund it all myself to kind of you know position myself and get the experience then and then I could I could then reach out for funding once I've actually got that visual experience you know um so at the minute I'm not crowdfunding um I'll I'll probably fund Elbrus and then maybe the 7,000 meter myself um and then I'll um and then I'll I'll look for for further funding after that um but yeah I'm going to set some stuff up so if the guys you know follow my Instagram or my 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 um my uh website um, then I'll put regular stuff there. So if they want to follow or they want to donate or anything like that, then we can. Um, yeah, yeah. I will say that I've 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 raised funds for um, Great Ormond Street and also um, for Make a Wish Foundation, which are both children's charities. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I I'm I think with Elbrus, I'll probably make um, uh, try and raise funds for for Make a Wish. So um, uh, I'll get that kind of set up and everything will move move forward once we get through this period um, and everything kind of opens up again. But um, yeah, we'll just see what happens with it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. nice. Okay, so second from last question. Um, yeah. Has there been anyone instrumental in your journey that you want to say thank you to or highlight for for getting behind you? Um, I would, man, there's so many people. 
There's so yeah. many people in the process. <laughs> I realise that's a hard question, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, like there are so there are so many people to name individuals, but obviously, you know, the guys and girls that are on the ground with me that day, you know, in 2011 when I got injured, you know, without those guys and girls, I wouldn't be here. And it's as simple as that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, you know, the position that we were in, you know. Um, when I when I got injured, we we're on our route on on route to to support another call sign that had been ambushed. So mm-hmm. you know, I was really upset with myself because we didn't make it to the to the to the ambush, so we couldn't intercept it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we left those guys in danger, you know, and then we were in danger, and I put the rest of the team in danger because I got injured. So I, I spent a lot of time beating myself up about that. Um, yeah. But I'm just grateful for those guys that that supported me and actually got me off the ground, mate, because it could have been a yeah. completely different story. You know, and you end up as a statistic and like none of this stuff that I'm doing now would ever have happened, you know. So um, I'm just grateful to be here, you know, and I think we can forget that as we move forward. Mate, but I try and remind amazing. myself regularly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just try, yeah, and, just try and keep it there. Yeah, to a lesser degree, exactly the same, you know, for me as well, you know, saying cheers to my rep teams for Kazavakimi off the Matterhorn last September, you know, and... and uh, I'll, make, I'll mention a, a, an army mate of mine, Bags, uh, who, who flew out to uh, to Italy to see me. Um, I've, I think I've taken him on like at least five breakfast mandates, you know, in like the bike shared in Old Street and uh, yes. a few of the, uh, the breakfast clubs. And he's just like, Chris, you can stop buying me breakfast now. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like the flights, you know, came literally for like 50 pounds each. I'm like, Bags, it's the principle. It's like, he came out, you dropped everything for two yeah. weeks to come out and see me. You know, picked yeah. me up and carried me to the toilet, and then <laughs> sat there and watched me wee myself. You know, <laughs> yeah. for the first few days after a coma. So it's, Mate, it's, it's yeah, yeah. He sounds like a top bloke. Yeah, he's yeah, he's ex. I mean, he's ex for tank regiment, so uh, we we can't. Oh, maybe maybe not. Maybe yeah, not, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we can, uh, being infantry, we no. can, uh, we can obviously look at yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gob off for everyone. No, <laughs> yeah. mate. I mean, like, yeah. So that you know, the the immediate the immediate guys on the ground with us that that support us, and then you know, you've got. You've got the mer- the medical emergency response teams that are flying in, you know, around in Chinooks, mate, lifting people off the battlefields. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got all the surgeons and everything in, in, in Bastion. And you've got, you know, all the all the surgeons and physios and occupational therapists in, you know, in Birmingham, in the Queen Elizabeth. And then you've got Headley Court, you know, the prosthetists and everyone there and all the support staff. And then, you know, it go, it, mate, it's like, I don't know how many people I've met through this process, yeah, how yeah. many people have helped me. It's got to be thousands of people, literally, that have helped me, you know, throughout this journey. And, um, you know, late later when you when you get through the process and, you know, it's all your friends and your family, you know, it's, it's just, it's the whole package, mate. It's like, yeah. I could be here for an hour, mate, telling, reeling off names, <laughs> you know, and uh, I still wouldn't get all the way through them. So yeah, yeah. I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful to be here, man. Mate, he's, I mean, he's, he's mindset. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so I guess it leads me on to my final question then. Um, you're, an, you're an ambassador for... A couple of companies um so do you just want to sh- kind of share your you know share those share your own instagram or social media handles just so people can follow up yeah um, i'll put it into the show notes sure. as well so don't worry if you've missed any yeah yeah sure um so yeah if you want to if you want to find out some more stuff about me i'm at um instagram is justin oliver davis and also my website is justin oliver davis.com and um yeah i'm ambassador for osprey um there's a couple of other things in the pipeline um, I can't really talk about them at the minute, but there's potential for those to come out in the next sort of year or so. Um, so yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Um, and I hope that uh, by listening to this or maybe seeing me speak one day, 
that you know we'll cross paths and uh, and uh, we can we can climb together maybe you know Mate, so who yeah. think? I'm <laughs> looking forward to that you'll have to teach me how to do yeah. that but not so because uh, yeah <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can't remember anything now I'm just like how, how does these harnesses work? What's, what's yeah, I'm the same, mate. I'm the same. So, yeah, Skill I'm not tying is. any, any, I'm not tying any knots in your ropes, mate. <laughs> I'm not doing any of that. Like, you can tie your own knots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if that was the case, I probably wouldn't be sat here with like a big piece of metal and carbon hanging off my leg. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hooping. Thank you so much. That was, uh, that was generally mega. Um, when, when this pandemic is over, May I look forward to introducing you on the Tales of Legends yeah. stage to yeah. load out a sold out audience. Um, so yeah, I love it. Mate, I'll leave you to your tea break. See you in person. Thanks, mate. Good to chat, man. Thank you very much, yeah. mate. And uh, take care. And you, Cheers, mate. Bye bye.